0: hi my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast hello all and welcome to today's podcast we're talking about a key key issue that comes back to me from my friends in uh, the industry people are just starting out and uh, it's uh, really really important that you get this right and it is the key to sourcing properties from estate agents if you're packaging deals if you're going to work with investors estate agents are a giant beast in the industry now i know there's disruption i understand that things are changing in the industry but if you go and talk to right move will tell you that 90 percent of all the properties on the market in the uk today appear on their portal And uh, I'm not going to argue with them. Uh, I can see uh, that that's true. So, estate agents are a massive beast in the industry today, and uh, we have to deal with them. And the feedback that I get from packages just starting out in the industry is, uh, David, I don't know, if I see something in an estate agency, uh, and I think it's going to enhance my investor's life, how do I secure it it? How do I get it off the market? How does that work? So this is a biggie. This is a really big topic that needs talking through. And I'm going to share with you how I do it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just how I do it. And I'm going to share it with you right now. So the number one most important thing that you need if you're going to source deals from estate agents is you have to have your exit in place before you go into the estate agent's office you have to know what you're looking for and you have to have an investor already in place to buy that deal before you go shopping with the estate agent and why is that important it's been important because you don't want to be viewed as a time waster or a tire kicker or somebody who's not professional so um i know this happens i know this happens um Friends come on our deal packaging training at uh, Progressive, certainly, and they set out on Monday morning off to uh, start their new deal packaging business, and that's cool. Uh, and they go into the estate agent, they don't exactly explain to the estate agent exactly what it is they're doing, right? They, they even might allow the inference to build that they're viewing properties so they can buy them themselves. Sometimes that happens, I know I've seen it happen. You know, and then you get in a situation where pressure builds because you've seen 20, 25, 30, 38 houses and you haven't made an offer yet. And um, the member of staff from the estate agents looking at you a bit weirdly. You know, what? what is going on? Are we really, really going to go out and do all this again? You know, so it's very important from the start that you tell the estate agent who you are and what you're doing. My script is I. I am working with investors, all of whom are in the south of England. Uh, I only work with cash-rich, highly qualified investors. Uh, They're all friends of mine. And the way this works is I want to come out and view this sort of house or that sort of house. I'll come back to that in a minute. I or one of my friends are going to buy that house. Everyone knows where they stand right so immediately the estate agent knows that I'm professional and I've got substance and I can move forward and from my side of the fence if I see the right thing if I see what I'm looking for uh, and I'll come back to that in a minute if I see what it is that can enhance my investor's life then I can put an offer down because I will have standing beside, behind me, forgive me, six, eight, ten, cash-rich investors. That's where, that's the ideal situation. And I will have met with each of them. So here's the next thing. Uh, when you are meeting your investors, and they don't have to be cash, they can buy through a mortgage, perfectly acceptable to buy through a mortgage. You know, Estate agents will expect anyone buying to buy through a mortgage, that's cool. In which case the script changes and you say, I or one of my friends will be buying this house and we'll be using a mortgage because we've got initial mortgage approval, agreement in principle that we are uh, mortgageable and I'm going to share that with you. So the important thing is to talk to your investors first. Find your investors first. Now, I know you need both. You need deals and you need people to buy your deals. Uh, And the traditional advice The accepted wisdom on that is uh, if the deal is good enough, go and find the deal. If the deal is good enough, the money will follow. And that's cool. And that happens. And I know that happens. But for people just starting out on their deal packaging journey, I'm not sure it's best advice. I'm really not. What I prefer to say to somebody who's just starting, find the money first. Find the money first. Find an investor. Get one or two standing behind you figuratively, so that when you're talking to an estate agent, you can talk with confidence and power and professionalism, and you know what you're looking for. Now, how do you know what you're looking for? How do you know what the right thing is? It's because during your conversation with your investors, and every investor's different, you will nail down with them what criteria you have to meet financially, geographically, what their strategy is, what they're comfortable. Do they want a multi-let? Will they consider multi-let? Are they looking for serviced accommodation to uplift the income on a single let? Are they going to work with tenant buyers? Get multi-let returns potentially on a single let house, just working with tenant buyers. You know. So you're going to have all of this nailed down. You're going to have detailed conversation with your investor before you go into the estate agent and when you're in the estate agent, you're looking at a property. You can see the footprint, you can see the area, you can see the geography, you can see how letterable it is, and then you know immediately that property is suited to X investor who I met last week, who I know wants to work with me. So it completely changes the conversation. So you can move with confidence, move forward with confidence, confidence is so important we want to get rid of that fear i've spoken about fear in earlier podcasts get rid of the fear move forward with confidence very very important so the confidence when i now am very confident what i'm looking for when i represent my investors because uh we have deep dived deep dive into exactly what they're trying to achieve so that i'm sure that if i actually find it physically in a property and I know it meets all their criteria. I know they're going to buy the house. I can ring them up with confidence and say, hey, Mr. Investor, Mrs. Investor, what we were talking about, I found it. Let's get this thing moving. So I, when I'm in an estate agent, we go and do a viewing. I really like the property. It's in the right geography. It's got the right footprint. There's opportunity to add value. All of those things, I will turn around to the estate agent and I will say this. This is my script, Right and it comes from being confident, having the confidence of having done 250 deals, right? This is how I would present to the estate agent. We're going to make you an offer of X for this property. I or one of my friends are going to buy this property. It it absolutely ticks the boxes for us, but we are going to pay you X and no more. So I'll make you an offer and it's conditional. The offer is conditional on these things. I want it off all the property portals. I want it off the market. I want a contract sent from the vendor's solicitor to my solicitor by the end of the week. If it's already the end of the week, then I'll say the middle of next week. Okay. Um, And I want it sent in my name to my solicitor. Now, a couple of things with this. First of all, the vendor's solicitor will not send the contract that quickly to your solicitor. They won't. And you can chase them, but it's not going to happen. And here's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying, apart from conveying uh, a spirit of seriousness and genuineness about uh, my offer, what I'm trying to do by the end of the week or by the middle of next week, depending on what day of the week it is, what I'm trying to do is to get the vendor's solicitor to send an email to my solicitor just to confirm they've been given instructions. That's about as far as you're going to get in three or four days, if you can get that far. But at least then the process is going. And you know that the vendor has actually given instructions. And you know that all the papers started to move. So it's really, really, really important. So where am I now? I've seen a great deal. I know it will suit one, maybe two of my investors. Um, You always need a backup buyer. I'll deal with backup buyers in a different podcast episode. Um, I know that one or two of my uh, investors would buy this if they were with me on that day. So I've got a contract going to my solicitor. I can then ring my investor and say, investor, what we were talking about, all those criteria, I've found it. I've found what it is to meet those criteria. I've got it off the market. I've got a contract in my name on the way to my solicitor. Do you want to pick up that contract? Shall I introduce you to my solicitor? Shall we get this thing moving? And 99 times out of 100, they'll say yes. Now, occasionally, they'll say, David, I really need to use my solicitor. My solicitor's the best solicitor on the planet. And I can only use my solicitor. That is a complication, especially if I've already said I want the contract sent to my solicitor, not the investor's solicitor. Uh, but hopefully, I would have covered that off in my conversations with the investor. So if I know from my previous conversations with the investor that he loves his his solicitor, they have this wonderful working uh, relationship and the solicitor can handle the process quickly, speedily, as a property professional, a trade property solicitor would, right? And that's not the normal high street solicitor, but we'll deal with that in a different episode. So if I I know that uh, that's what the investor is going to say to me, and I'm feeling particularly brave. I will say to the estate agents instead of sending me a contract in my name to my solicitor, I want you to send a contract to my friend's name to their solicitor in my friend's name to their solicitor, right? But in order to do that, obviously I've got to uh, provide proof of funds for the investor, and uh, I've got to have the Investors' ID and money laundering stuff, which I would have normally because we are compliant, and that's another episode again. So if I'm feeling really brave, I could send a contract to my investor's solicitor in my investor's name. Uh, But I would be feeling confident, but maybe that's a step too far for you at this stage. So I'm talking about investors. I'm talking about working with my investors, finding my investors, and you're sitting there screaming at your phone or wherever you're listening to this podcast, saying, it's all right for you, David, you've got investors, where am I going to find my investors? I hear you, people. I'm going to resolve that for you now. Because going back to the beginning, I said the first thing, the most important thing is, in my view, for people starting out, is to find the money first, the investors first, and then go shopping for the property. That makes life so much easier than doing it the other way around. It does. Here's how you can do it. And I know you can do it because it's how I did it. So I started a few years ago. Uh, I did it this way because this is how I was taught. This way still works today. And uh, you can do it this week, next week, wherever you are locally. it's absolutely, It absolutely works. I'm going to share it with you now. So how do you build your initial investor list? So I'll tell you how I did it and how I was taught to do it. I went to property network meetings. I did. I did it face to face. Um, And that's a bit of an issue on its own. It is. Because we've all been to property network meetings. I know you have. If you're listening to this podcast, you've been out there. uh, And you've gone and met people. The thing about network meetings, and I'm a network meeting host. I have my own meeting. Uh, The Mayfair PPN meeting in uh, Curzon Street. Off Green Park. But the thing is, they're in the evening. You know, they start about seven o'clock. If you've been at work all day, you know, you want to go home, have something to eat. Maybe it's dark, maybe it's cold, maybe it's winter. You don't want to go out again. There's something good on TV. You want to talk to your partner. You want to talk about the thing. You want to relax. You want to put the feet up. You've, you've had a heavy day. The last thing you need is to drag yourself out into the car, onto the train, into the tube, drag yourself out to a network meeting meeting and then you get to network meetings and this is the kind of thing that happens right because you're there looking for the money you're looking for the investor with the money right and have you been to this network meeting i think we've all been to this one the one where you go to and you're looking for the money everyone you meet is also looking for the money so they're asking you for money but you're there because you want the money and it wears you down and it's hard it's hard it can be hard right but you've got to keep going And the hard, easy thing, I've spoken about this before, you know, when I say it's hard, it's not really that hard, is it? There are many, many more difficult things to do in this world today. There are people going through far worse traumas and tribulations than going to a property network meeting and looking for the money. I promise you there are. So when I say it's hard, it's all relative. Actually, it's easy, it's a blessing to be able to do it to have the freedom to go to a network meeting and find a joint venture partner or an investor who wants to invest in you. So the thing is, we all know how to work the room. We do. We all know how to work the room at a property network meeting, whatever your training is. You've been given the scripts. You've been told how to do it, but nobody actually does it. So few people actually do what you need to do. And here's what you need to do. You need to put yourself out there. You need to come away from every single property network meeting you go to with 10 to 15 business cards from people who are properly qualified. Right? Ask them, are they investing? What do they want? What are they looking for? If they're not, move on. You must must keep moving. You want 10 to 15 properly qualified what do i mean by properly qualified what i mean is you have their express permission to phone them and meet them for a coffee i will ring you i will ring you we'll go and have a cup of tea talk about property talk about life see how we can work together is tuesday afternoon or thursday evening better for you right something like that so don't get stuck talking to the lonely person in the room. You know we've all been to those network meetings. There's always a lonely person in the room who follows you around. You spend the whole 10, 15 minutes of the break talking to them. You haven't got time for that. Get the business card and move on. So you've got 10 to 15 business cards. They're all qualified in the sense you they know you're going to ring them. You've got their express permission to ring them and they're going to meet with you. So what do you do then? got a ringham team you have you have to phone them go and have a coffee make a date make an arrangement go and see them for coffee you've got to follow up the money is always in the follow-up and most people most of our friends do not follow up they don't follow through how many times have you gone to a network meeting you' just, you just tell me the answer right but I'm going to ask you now Gone to the meeting, come back with 10 or 15 cards and rung them all. Not many, I'll be sure. Not many. you got to do it. So here's the arithmetic. The arithmetic's really, really simple. If you attend two network meetings a week and you get 10 cards, just 10, lower end of the scale, from each meeting, that's 20 a week, that's 80. 80 cards per month with you, and you have their permission to call them. So if you call, 80 people with their permission then around 25 percent 20 people will meet with you you're going to have 20 cups of coffee you are not all on the same day that would be a bit weird right uh, then if you have coffee with 20 people i am telling you these are my numbers four or five of those 20 will want to work with you and that's just from one month so if you repeat that month two month three month four What you're getting is four or five people per month who want to work with you. After four months, that can be 20-odd people who want to work with you. And the thing is, people don't do it. Friends, you don't do it. You don't follow up. You don't make the phone calls. You don't have the coffee. Therefore, you don't find the investor clients. You know, it's... um, If you get to 20 people who want to work with you, If they've got a hundred grand each, say, that they're ready to commit to a property business, right? That's two million pounds. Two million pounds. If you're listening to this podcast and you're looking to package deals or or joint venture or do whatever, any strategy, two million pounds can make a big difference in your life. And that's not London numbers. If you're in London and the Southeast, the numbers are much bigger than that. You're going to find in those 20 people, people who've got a million pounds each there'll be one or two people with a million pound each there. So this is life-changing stuff, okay? So it's kind of a plea from the heart. It really, really is. If you want to build your initial network list, and you want to do it face-to-face, and I did it face-to-face, we're going to talk about online in another podcast episode, because building your Investor base from Facebook and LinkedIn is genius too, but it deserves an episode of its own. And I'm going to deal with that separately. But if you want to get started this week, if you're going to go to your local network meetings, go to two network meetings a week, you might have to travel, get that. You're going to have 20 people a month. You're going to do it for four or five, over four or five months, you'll get 20 people, forgive me, who want to work with you. Completely changes the outlook. So it means that when you go back to do your viewings, And you walk into the estate agent's office, you can immediately say, I or one of my 20 friends are going to buy this house. And then you'll see how your body language changes and your attitude changes and the fear's gone and you're confident because you've spoken to the 20 people and you know what their criteria are. You know what you're looking for. You know the footprint. You know if they want a multi-let. You know if they want to flip. You know if they want to do tenant buyers. You know if they want to do commercial conversions. You know if they want to do service accommodation. Really, really cool. So, here's what I see. Here's what I see. Friends coming into the deal packaging community, they know they haven't got the money, right? That's one of the reasons people start deal packaging. Because they haven't got the cash, right? So, they they want to build Investor database, right? They do, but what they actually do instead of going out and meeting people and having coffee and following up and getting the money is they'll go on Right Move because it's easy because there's less resistance. They'll sit at home scraping the portals, whatever that means, sitting on Right Move looking at houses. Right? They know they haven't got the money because they didn't have the money when they started, but they might spend a hundred hours sitting on right move and then they find the deal it is a stonking deal right but what they're going to do with it because they haven't got the money and they knew they never had the money when they started and they know they should have gone out looking for investors and networking so that when they did find the deal they could sell the deal but they didn't do it so please 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 don't spend a hundred hours on right move looking for deals go and have a hundred cups of coffee 100 cups of coffee will pay you back a million times over and I'm talking in pound notes if you have a 100 cups of coffee with investors again not all the same day I get it 100 cups of coffee you're going to find millions of pounds millions of pounds it's a heartfelt plea go out there and find the money there are billions of pounds out there Held by people who have got it in banks and building societies getting zero return with inflation at around the official mark. It's 3%, I think. It's more in my life. I noticed that. Inflation is eating their money. For every 100 grand they've got, they're losing three or four grand a year by doing nothing. People are worried about that. People are smart. People know their money's getting eaten up. So what you can do, friends, is go out there, ease their pain by finding them a wonderful property which will grow in value over time and will cash flow. They're not getting any cash flow, no interest on their money, right? It will cash flow. You have the power to do it because of your knowledge. And let us help you do it. Go and have 100 cups of coffee. Find the money. You're going to sell all of them. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.